Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And America has been blessed because God has been uh, our, our God as a nation. And we are turning away from God. Uh, and we are watching a society that is self-destructing. Uh, and we have got to bring people back. All right. How's that? You there? All right, good. All right, here we look in our scripture this morning, and the Lord is about to start his earthly ministry. He has a forerunner that is going to go before him. He is one that is going to proclaim uh, the Lord's coming. He is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Uh, His name was John. Uh, And John uh, was uh, John the Baptist, uh, and uh, with that, John, John was Baptist, and I am Baptist. Amen. Uh, but, but I'm a Baptist not because of a uh, because John was a Baptist. I'm a Baptist because of uh, of doctrine. Uh, I've heard people say, "Well, uh, John was a Baptist, and so the Baptist." Uh, there has not been a Baptist church named Baptist in our full church history. There have been uh, a succession of doctrines uh, that we believe and that the Baptists as a whole hold to, but not all, uh, not all people who uh, have uh, even churches that state that they are Baptists stick to uh, the authority uh, of God's word. Uh, but John was the Baptist. He was the baptizer. Uh, and what was that? That was a job uh, that he was given. Uh, he was to preach the gospel. He was preaching repentance, uh, and he was uh, preaching re- uh, baptism. Uh, and so his name was connected with his actions and not a doctrinal or denominational uh, distinction there. Uh, and so just real quick, though, I do want everybody to know uh, what Baptists stand for. So I'm going to uh, go through core class here just for a second. Uh, and I address this all in core class. Uh, but what does Baptist, just a quick acronym, uh, be uh, biblical authority? Uh, Baptists have always held to biblical authority. What does God say? Biblical authority for faith and practice, not just for knowledge, but also for how we we live. So biblical authority, the A would be uh, autonomy of the local church. Uh, This church is not governed by uh, some other convention. Uh, So uh, there isn't isn't another body that is telling us uh, what to do, how to operate, uh, where to uh, put our funds. Uh, Everything is determined right here in this uh, local body of believers, autonomy of the local church, priesthood of the believer. Uh, You don't need a priest. You can go to God directly by yourself uh, because of what Christ has done. Uh, He removed that middle wall of partition uh, and every believer has access to God uh, directly themselves. Uh, He has given us pastors. He has given us uh, spiritual leaders, uh, but you don't need anybody to get to God. You can go directly to him. uh, And we have always believed that. So biblical authority, autonomy of the local church, priesthood of the believer, two ordinances. There are two ordinances, baptism 
and the Lord's Supper. All right, baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, these are two directives of the Lord. Uh, parents, if your kids are saved and they're not baptized, why not? Amen. Our forefathers, they were killed because they believed in baptism. Amen. And if we're not teaching them to take first steps of obedience, why are we going to expect them to take another step? Amen. All right. So baptism. Baptism is identifying with Christ. When you got saved, if you're saved this morning, uh, you, you are saved because you've accepted the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, and we are to identify with him and with the gospel. Uh, that means baptism is that symbol. It is a symbol. It is an outward expression of an inward condition. And we got saved. The only way anybody got saved is because they believed in the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so uh, with that, when you get baptized, you are saying, you are telling other people that I have accepted Christ. I've accepted him as my savior. I believe in his death, his burial, his resurrection. And I am identifying as a child of God. Uh, I take my wedding ring off. Uh, and with that, I am still married. I have a relationship, but I wear my wedding ring. Uh, why? So other people can know that I have a relationship. We were in college, I was a mechanic, and I, I would get to the shop, and I would take my wedding ring off, and I would clip it to my keys and throw it in my toolbox. Uh, Brother Bill, we don't wear rings when we're working on cars. Uh, and so uh, he recently ended up getting hurt because of that. Uh, and so you take your ring off. And I took my ring off and I ended up having to go make a parts run. And so I grabbed my keys and I took off. And uh, at some point I snapped my keys to my belt uh, and... My wedding ring was gone. And so I was in college, and I started having single girls come up and wanting to sit next to me and talking to me. And I told my wife, and I said, I don't know what we're going to do. We can't afford a ring. And she said, yes, we can. <laughs> and so we went and bought another ring. Uh, she wanted everybody to know that there was a relationship. Baptism is that way. Uh, it is that relationship. It is showing. Uh, maybe we don't want to get baptized because we don't want others to know that we're a Christian. It'll put an expectation on how I'm supposed to live. Hello. Don't worry, we've not even got to the message. So two ordinances. So we have baptism, we have the Lord's Supper. Uh, we have, uh, I would be individual soul liberty. You as a believer have the ability to look at God's word and see what does God want me to do. Now, with that, there is no organization that can tell you God's will for your life. But God's will for your life will not count, contradict his word. Amen. We go back to number B, or letter B, number B. 
All right, letter B, uh, the biblical authority. We got to go back to the book. What does the book say? Uh, and so with that, though, we as believers have the ability to, we have that liberty uh, in uh, the word of God. We believe that uh, we have uh, the letter S, saved and baptized church membership. Saved and baptized church membership. Uh, you cannot have, uh, you cannot have uh, saved and unsaved people in the body of Christ and it operate the way it is supposed to operate. There are people that come that are unsaved, but they need to get saved. Then they need to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. And with that, then, you have uh, church membership and joining uh, the church. Uh, so save, baptized church membership. Uh, letter T there, two offices. There's the pastor and there are deacons. Pastors and deacons, those are the only two offices that are uh, in the Bible. Uh, and, and so that's what we hold to. And then the last one, that uh, Baptists, plural, uh, would be separation of church and state. And it is not that we stay out of the state, it is that the church, the state stays out of the church. Uh, we are individual uh, citizens of this state, of this country, and we need to be uh, involved as a citizen, but the state has no, no business inside the church. And we're not going to let the world tell us what we believe and what we can say. Uh, my brother oftentimes will, will he'll, he'll call me and he'll say, he said, man, you're just asking for it. Uh, he said, you just, you looking for a fight? Uh, and so, uh, so I'm, we're not going to let the world tell us what we can and cannot say. And so, uh, separation, church, and state. And that's what Baptists are. That's what Baptists believe. But John, as a Baptist, as a baptizer, uh, he, is, he is now preaching repentance. He is preaching baptism, the baptism of repentance. And as he does so, the people that are believing, now they come to him, and they're saying, now what? Three different groups of people come to John in our text and they make the same statement. What shall we do? What shall we do? Not do for salvation. Everything that needed to be done for salvation is done in Christ. He was the one that John was pointing to. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He's not talking about salvation. These people now, they have already believed, and I'll show you that here in just a second. But these individuals have already believed in Christ. But now what? And this morning, I want to speak to you on that subject. What shall we do? What shall we do? What's that last word? Do. God did not save you to sit. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that ye should walk in them. God has saved us and he wants us to do something with that salvation. 
He wants it to impact our life. What shall we do? And let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word and the power that's in it. I do pray that you would help me to be a help to these people. Uh, Lord, I love these people. I have prayed for these people this week. And each and every one, uh, the ones that I knew were coming and the ones that I did not, uh, Lord, we have, we have already talked about each one. We have, we have spent time together uh, regarding this message. I do pray that you would help me to be a help uh, to each person. You know the need of each life, uh, each heart, uh, and each family, each individual. So work now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So we find these three different groups of people uh, that are here in the passage. Look again at Luke chapter 3 and verse number 10. And the people asked him, saying, what shall we do then? Uh, What shall we do? Uh, These individuals, uh, they were trying to figure out uh, what they were supposed to do. Uh, They knew that Jesus had loved them. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, He loves us. Uh, He invites us to come. Uh, If you're here this morning, Uh, and you don't have Christ as your personal Savior, there's an invitation uh, that has been put out, Revelation 22, 17, and the Spirit and the bride say, come. Uh, And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Uh, He invites us. Uh, But not only does he invite us, he loves us, he invites us, but He's available to us. The Lord wants to have a relationship with you. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I don't know about you, when people knock on my door, my first response now is defense. Just because of the culture that we live in anymore. But we have somebody at our door that wants to come in. Fellowship with us. And what a blessing that we have that. And so here we we see that statement, that question, what shall we do? John, what shall we do? The Lord's coming. Uh, uh, he, he is preaching the Lord is going to come. And so with that, he has come, but he has not started his earthly ministry yet. And so they're in anticipation of the Lord's coming. Uh, and let me tell you, the Lord still is coming. He now is going to come again. And what shall we do? Uh, The Lord's coming. Uh, John was preaching repentance. Uh, uh, If there's something that needs to get right in your life, get it right. The Lord's coming. Amen. Uh, So we have repentance. We have baptism. That is obedience to the Lord. That's identification with the Lord. Uh, And John, when John preached, John preached hard. John preached hard. Look again at John chapter 3, verse number 7. And he said to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He called them a bunch of snakes. Man, I've, I've preached some messages, but I didn't call anybody a snake. 
John is preaching, and he is preaching hard. He tells them, bring forth therefore for fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Now, notice here, he is referring to their, uh, their heritage, and he is talking about their physical birth, and then God is able to raise up uh, seed to, uh, of stones. We, we see the reference to a, to a miraculous birth. Salvation is miraculous. John did not preach another salvation. Some people will say, well, there was an Old Testament salvation and there was a New Testament salvation. No, there is salvation in Jesus Christ and him alone. Uh, and so when he was preaching uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the message of repentance and uh, the baptism of repentance, he was not preaching a different type of work salvation. There is only one way that anybody uh, will be saved. Uh, he says in verse number nine, and now also the ax is laid unto the root of the trees. Every t- tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Uh, these Jews they were confident in their birthright. That won't get anybody into heaven. I don't know how many times I've talked to somebody about being a Christian. Oh yeah, my grandpa was a preacher. Or my grandma was a preacher. There's nobody going to get into, into heaven because of grandma or grandpa only through Christ. It's not because you were born into a Christian home. You're not going to go to heaven because you were born into a Christian home. Rachel, your mama was a preacher, wasn't she? Yeah. And so salvation is in Christ. It's not in John. It's not in baptism. It's not in good works. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so we have three different uh, groups of people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurry up. Uh, but uh, uh, first group of people we see in verse number 10 is we see the people. And the people asked him, saying, what shall we do then? Uh, because of what we have, we have been saved, because we have believed in Christ, because we have been baptized, now what? What shall we do then? Uh, this is all for the preparation of the kingdom, not for salvation. You can't do anything for salvation. Uh, It is receiving Christ. And so these people, uh, they were looking for the Messiah. Go back to verse number, or go to verse number 15. Uh, John, uh, Luke chapter 3 there, verse 15. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, uh, whether he were Christ or not, John answering said unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so John wasn't telling them to do anything for salvation, but these people, they were, they were looking for the Messiah. They were uh, anticipating that. And so now that they have been baptized, now uh, they've already accepted. You don't baptize somebody that has not already accepted. Uh, salvation is first and then baptized. Uh, baptism. If you, got, if you got baptized as a baby, uh, you got wet. You didn't get baptized. 
Because baptism is the word baptizo, and it means to immerse. Uh, and we find baptism in the Bible, uh, there is never a baby baptized. It is all when a person understands. That's why we got to go back to what does the Bible say? Not what does my church say, not what does uh, our, our uh, tradition say, what does the Bible teach us? And so baptism always uh, uh, is predicated uh, by salvation. Uh, Ian is going to get baptized this morning, and, and he told me, he said, today's the day. And I said, what's, what's today? He says, I'm getting baptized today. I said, Ian, when did you get saved? You know why? Because we're not going to baptize if he's not already saved. You know why? Because that's how the Bible does it. Uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, he said, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And he said, if thou believest, thou mayest. There has to be that belief. Salvation comes first. Uh, so here the people, uh, they're saying, what shall we do? Uh, and he answered, verse number 11, he answereth and saith unto them, he that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none, and let him that hath meat, let him do likewise. You know what we find is the Lord said, if you have, or John is telling them, if you have accepted me as your Savior, uh, they say, what shall we do now? Be what shall we do then? Be generous. Give. 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 Salvation we have because God gave. He said, if you have two coats, give one away. Now, I'm not saying I've got two coats. But what he is saying is, now that you're a child of God, you should look for ways to meet needs of others. Amen. Hello. Well, you know, I think I'm just going to have to grow a little bit. No, you already got some instruction right there. Give. He said, show generosity. Uh, charity there, uh, give, that uh, open-handed, not closed fists, uh, open-handed. Uh, Matthew 10, 7, he said, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out de uh, devils, freely ye have received, freely give. And God was, uh, the, the Lord wants us to give. Uh, we see that all through scripture for time's sake. Uh, I've got a lot of verses that I'm not gonna be able to go to. Matthew 25, 34 uh, to 40. Uh, the Lord said, for I was hungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Verse number 35, verse 36, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous say, uh, answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Amen. Christians should be generous. Christians should be giving. So this faith of mine, this new faith, what shall I do? 
What's, what, what's expected of me? Generosity. Generosity. So he looks at this first group of people, the people, and he says to them, give. Uh, we look at the second group of people, and in the second group of people, we have the publicans. Uh, the publicans, Luke chapter 3 and verse 12, and he came, then came also the publicans to be baptized. So these individuals, they've already sa- been saved. Now they're following the Lord, uh, getting baptized here, and they said unto him, Master, uh, uh, he said uh, unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. Now, publicans were the IRS agents on steroids. These guys, they had not only the position and the power, but their payment was totally based on how much they could extort. They had a commitment which had been appointed by the Roman government. And now, anything that they can get above that was theirs. Do we have any IRS agents in here? I am sure there's got to be one that is honest. I'm sure somewhere, but it sure doesn't seem like it, does it? IRS agents are not a liked group of people as a whole. Sort of like lawyers. <laughs> I'm just going to throw everybody in the pot today. But here you have uh, this group of people, the, these publicans, these tax collectors. They were hated by the people. You know why? Because they, were, they would use their power, their authority to extort. And they could get away with it. They could throw you in jail. They could take your kids. They could do whatever they wanted to do. Uh, They had that authority uh, by the Roman government. And so they were corrupt, but they were powerful. They were greedy. Uh, and, And now these people got saved. Now what do I do? Now, how am I supposed to live my life? You know what? Uh, Your activity after salvation should be impacted by your faith. How you live should be impacted by your faith. And now these guys, they come to the, the Lord and say, what shall we do? And he replies to them. He said, exact no more than that which is appointed unto you. You know what he said? Be honest. Christian, are you honest? Now I'm going to talk about taxes here because this is sort of the group of people. I'm not giving Uncle Sam any more than Uncle Sam deserves because I watch how, how dishonest and I watch how much waste is used. But I still have to shave this ugly mug in the morning. And I come before a savior. Uncle Sam gets what Uncle Sam deserves. I'm honest. You say, well, do you agree with how they use all that money? No, not at all. Render unto Caesars the things which are Caesars and unto God the things which are God's. Be honest. 
Be honest on your taxes, Christian. You know, you can really tell when somebody's faith has impacted their life is when they're honest with their money. Don't go to sleep on me. Honest with their money. Render unto Caesar taxes, the these things which are Caesar's. But he didn't stop there, did he? Then to God, the things which are God's. That's the tithe. Man, I wasn't even trying to alliterate, but we have the taxes and we have the tithe. But both of those, be honest. Amen. Boy, it's quiet. It's not even stewardship month. But the tithe is the Lord's. Be honest with it. You're a Christian. Now what should we do? Be honest. Be honest. Be honest with others. Be honest with the government. Be honest with your Savior. So the people, he told them to, to give, to be generous. To the publicans, he said, uh, honesty. They, they were to be honest. Uh, thirdly, the third group of people, we have the professional soldier, the soldier. I had to put professional in there because I needed peace for all the first one there. Uh, and so I couldn't find another word uh, for soldier, for P. Uh, but verse number 14, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying, and what shall we do? What shall we do? All these groups of people, they got saved. What do I do now? We should have a heart's desire to do what the Lord would want us to do. As a believer, we should want to follow the Savior. Amen. And so the professional soldier here, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. So he addresses several things here. Now, uh, when he says do violence to no man, he is not saying don't be a soldier. Soldiers have a responsibility to protect. So there was, there was an expectation of a soldier to be willing to go into battle. He was not telling them not to go into battle. We see all through scripture uh, how uh, God would, uh, would give people direction, his people direction to go into battle. Uh, David, a man after God's own heart, was a soldier. Uh, he was, he was, uh, he was an accomplished uh, 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 person who could fight. Uh, we see uh, as not only David, we see Jonathan, uh, so many in the Bible uh, that had, had fought. And, uh, and, and I know David was a shepherd, uh, uh, but later he was a general over a commander in chief over armies. Uh, but uh, we see that here when he's saying do violence to no man, he is saying do not use your power and your position to hurt others. We, we see even in war how sometimes people will Soldiers would take extra liberty to loot, to take, to steal. And God's saying, no, if you've got a job to do, do your job. He said, but do violence to no man. 
Uh, he, was, he was saying, neither accuse any falsely and be content with your wages. What was he saying? He was saying, treat people right. Treat people right. What shall I do? Treat people right. Don't abuse your position. Don't abuse your power. Roman soldiers could summon a citizen. And by law, he had the ability to say to uh, somebody uh, that they came across, here, carry my pack. And so he would give them their pack. And this individual was, was obligated by law to carry that pack for that soldier. But they were only obligated to do it for a mile. And, and here, uh, they're saying, what shall we do? Uh, this, this load, this duty that he had, uh, they, he, could, he could get others to help. And you know what? We should help our soldiers. But some were on the take. Some were just looking for opportunity to abuse that. And so, uh, so they, were, were, they were trying to, uh, to get something extra. Uh, that's why the Lord said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 39, but I say unto you that you resist not evil. Uh, he said that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him also the other. And if any man will sue thee at the law, take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile... Go twain. Go with him twain. And, and that go with him twain there, he is referencing that Roman law where they could say, uh, take my pack uh, and go a mile. And he say, no, you go the extra distance because of who you are. So we find it all summed up. Take your Bible, go to Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven, I'm almost done. Matthew chapter seven. verse number 12. Matthew 7, 12, therefore all things whatsoever you would do, ye would that men should do to you, even ye, uh, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This is where we get the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, as we have a, our faith, as we are Christians, what are we to do? We're, we are to be generous. We're to give. Uh, what shall we do? We're to be honest. We're to live honestly. What are we to do? We need to be kind. Treat people right. And when we stop and think about the first and great commandment, thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. He said, the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know what he was saying is love God and love people. It all sums up right there. He said, on these two, Matthew 22, 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Pastor, I just don't know, you know, there's just so much in the Bible that I don't, I don't understand. Love God and love people. Well, there's got to be more to it than that. Nope. 
Love God and love people. Those are the two, in, two great commandments. What shall we do? Are you, a, are you saved this morning? How are we doing? These new believers, what now? There should be a hunger in our heart to see what's next. What's next? I look at our teenagers that are getting up in junior high and high school and looking towards the future. Uh, and I remember, I, rem- I was hungry for what was next. You know, there are so many that have, they're not looking for anything. They're just sort of floating through life. What's next? What's next in my faith? What shall we do? There's a, there's a life to live. For God. Let's do it. What would happen if this group of people right here would grab a hold of this, right? That we just talked about this morning. What would that do to our community? It'd make a difference. It'd make a difference. And I can't determine what anybody else is going to do, but I can decide for myself. What shall we do? Be generous. Give. What shall we do? Be honest. Live honest. What shall we do? Treat people right. John was just setting them up for success in this newfound faith. Now, just because it's not new, your faith might not be new to you this morning. If you've wandered away from these three, let's go back and pick them up. Let's grab a hold of them. And let's take our faith and let's live it. Father, I do pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being a God that is worthy uh, of our service, worthy of us following. Uh, And I do pray that you'd help each one this morning. As I looked around the auditorium, I I saw many people who have a a great testimony of salvation. And and Lord, I thank you for them. I pray that you would strengthen uh, their faith. I pray that you would help them to grow and uh, Lord, to be able to be solid in their faith and to be following your leading in their life. Uh, For those that uh, might be here this morning that have not established uh, that personal relationship with you, I pray today that they would accept you as their Savior. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here this morning. Do you know Christ is your Savior? Do you know if you died that heaven would be your home? As a testimony to the Lord, if you're, you're here this morning, say, Pastor, I am saved. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I died, I'm going to heaven. Just slip your hand up as a testimony to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.